Welcome to Needing Humanity, the podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jenny. And we're going to be talking about some things that we have been marinating over for a long time. So quit your bitching and sit down and listen. Welcome to our second episode. You're mouthing along with me right now. <laughs> I do that all the time. So many people make fun of me. I looked at your mouth uh, and it's like you were predicting what I was going to say. I was like, that's crazy. We filmed the other day and I watched it back. I was like, I'm mouthing along with Jenny. That's funny. At least you know I'm engaged. I love it. It's cute. Yes, exactly. I have your full attention. I'm just impressed with your predictive abilities. I just had a crazy morning today. At my job right now, I have an intern and she just happened to forget her laptop today. So she had to run home and get her laptop. And I was like, hey, while you're out, would you mind stopping at Starbucks? So I made my intern get me coffee today for the first time. So I felt kind of like a boss bitch. Um, But then she went and the car in front of her paid for our whole order. Just for no reason. Oh, really? Yes. And I thought that was so nice. That is. So we got our coffees for free today. So thanks to that random person who did a random act of kindness that made my day, whoever you were. And also today, there was a new shop that opened up down the road that makes those like fancy energy juices, teas. And they brought like... 50 of them to the school for the teachers to try. It's just like a fun little thanks for what you do in the community. So I got two free drinks today. And I thought how appropriate because we're going to be talking about dating Mm -hmm. during a pandemic. Um, And I've never been a woman who gets free drinks. I can I can say (laughs) without a shadow of a doubt that that has not been my experience in the dating world. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Whoever you girls are out there getting free drinks. Just savor it. Take it in. I don't know. I think mine's like a little bit of resting bitch face. Mm. You know, so many people have told me that I'm unapproachable. Really? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I guess I just put off that vibe. I don't know. When it comes to guys, I do kind of tend to, like, I kind of purposely that. put I off that, that vibe. That. So I guess I can't get too upset about not getting free drinks. I can relate. Okay. So where are we going to start with our dating stories? Goodness. How far back <laughs> do we want to go with this? I'll just say, I don't have a ton of dating experience. I'm not super good at dating to begin with. I'm a terrible flirter. I do love uh, playful banter with anyone, but I'm the worst at knowing if someone is flirting with me because I do talk to everyone like that. And so all through my primitive years, people would be like, oh, he likes you. And I'd be like, really? Because we just like exchange fart jokes from time to time. I don't think we really, I don't think that's, you know, the guy I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Dating is not something I excel at to begin with. Same. I always have that bad, I overanalyze everything and I think somebody might be flirting with me. But then I guess it's that rejection where I'm like, what if I call them on it? And they're like, I'm not flirting with you. And it would be such a bruise to my ego. You just friend zone yourself so that you don't have to face the rejection. I do. It's horrible. I self-sabotage all the time when it comes to dating. (laughs) Well, Josh and I, since we've 
we used to go on dates all the time. We're we try to go on a date like once a week, even through our marriage. We've tried to carry at least a once a week date throughout all of that. And we've tried to find like different hobbies together. Like we used to be in a Friday night bowling league. We did that for like a year and a half and we really enjoyed that. We've, we like escape rooms. Like we, we try to find something. Josh is much more extroverted than I am. And so when he wants to do a date, typically he wants to like go into public and be in a restaurant or or in a movie like it has to have like a theme and An activity yes, of some sort yes. but i am a total homebody total homebody I, I could spend every day in my house and some parts of the pandemic were very hard but some parts i was like this is my dream <laughs> yeah See, that's so crazy. When I first started hanging out with you, I would have totally thought the opposite about you and Josh. I would have thought that he was the introvert and you were the extrovert. If you see a random man in your town skating, roller skating down the street, that's Jenny's husband. Exactly. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tie him down. No, he has to be doing something. Yes. So at, toward the end of the pandemic, we bought roller skates because we couldn't go and do anything and he's just getting restless. And so now he's roller skating around town down our street down our driveway in the house our dogs hate it we have to like put them up because they're like that's not how you're supposed to move (laughs) i really want to go to the skating rink and that's see that's something else besides the mario kart that josh is gonna kick our asses in that's the truth (sighs) he excels at so many things well dating during the pandemic for me was something it was something wasn't it Jenny Mm -hmm. like I said the last episode I first went through a breakup (laughs) at the beginning of the shutdown and Jenny was like my hype man through the whole thing she was my hype man I'm telling (laughs) it I'm telling it she was my hype man in the like during this breakup and it was getting to a weird place and so we'll just say that and so she was like you need to go in there and you need to hardball it and be like look I'm gone or you get your shit together and my motto for life is what do you have to lose what do you have to lose if things are not going good then put all the cards on the table and I did and it did not go well like to say the least. Yeah. I will just leave it at that to spare details. <laughs> but it didn't go well. And, um, you know. Totally called yeah, her on her bluff. Sure did. <laughs> he sure did. Um, <laughs> so then about after that breakup. About a month later, Jenny was still being my hype man. She was like, you know what? Again, what do you have to lose? Get your ass on these dating apps and and flirt. Like, like just go flirt. You don't have to promise them anything. So like you owe these guys nothing. You owe them nothing. So if they say you're pretty, flirt with them. <laughs> yeah. And I was Get like, <laughs> and I like waited for uh, maybe a few days, maybe even a week. I don't know. It was like COVID time. Days blurred together. And That's true. It felt like a month. Yeah. Though. <laughs> and so I denied you for a while. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I was just like. I thought about making catfish accounts <laughs> as you at one point in time. But I was like, that's too That's, far. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> I'll end up on TV if I do that. 
person, but not the way that I want to be. Portrayed. <laughs> Sad, childless woman uses all of her friends' pictures to make <laughs> to date with men on dating apps. Yeah, she only flirts. Yeah, so I signed up for all these dating apps. Honestly, I'm not like a maker make the first move type of person so bumble was out of there couldn't do <laughs> that I one thought, i kept telling her to create a bumhole account because i thought that was the name i was like get a bumhole everybody on there knows what's going down just get on bumhole and i was like i don't know if I'm, I'm ready for that kind of move you told me to flirt and now i'm just putting bumhole out here jeez <laughs> but then so i signed up for other ones and actually there was one that the way that they made you sign up and like create it was cute I got some but I would like freak out every time somebody would actually like try to contact me through there and I'd be contacting you it got too stressful but I did like watching you though at one point through through that process I don't know you didn't check it every day yeah maybe like 48 hours had passed and you had gotten like a thousand swipes and you were Mm -hmm. like oh hello (laughs) look at this bitch and I like watching you start to feel yourself again. It's like you kind of got your groove back a little bit. Yeah, dude. That was fun. That was. That was a good... Uh, little confidence booster. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, you're my hype man. I don't know if I should start listening, stop listening to you, or just continue <laughs> to do so. I think I'm I'll continue. continue to give my bad advice, and you can take it and leave it. I yeah. mean, it's up to my you. Choice. <laughs> yeah. Your choice. <laughs> but you're actually not the first friend to sign me up I had a roommate bless his heart he I'm just the worst at dating apps I I don't know I've not that I've never wanted to meet someone it's just so much stress especially I don't know as a mom Mm, that means that does add a different kind of yeah there was one guy he was like can you meet up tonight and I was like whoa whoa yeah yeah a little aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Especially during a pandemic. Like, what's wrong with these people? Right. Wasn't there one guy or one of the apps, I'm not sure which one, mm-hmm. that told you, like, how far away people were from you? Yeah. Yeah. It was the guy and, that wanted to meet up. And I swear to God, he was on my was like, was like a Yeah. He was like a half a mile away. Yeah. So he could have, like, literally walked to your door, yeah. given you a sweet, sweet time, <laughs> and then walked back home. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he wanted. He was like, I can walk a half a mile. Sure. Hopefully he wouldn't be walking. Like, I I hope to God that he has a car, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I will say, as I lived vicariously through your dating apps and got to, like, tell you flirty lines to say to men, which I thoroughly enjoyed, (laughs) I wish that you would have totally relinquished the reins to me, which you were too scared to do that. You would be like, I'm going to hold the phone. Yes, because <laughs> I was terrified that you would have had people come into my house. I would have done that. I may have used some illicit pictures, but I would, I would not. You, you wanted me to send you my nudes? Yeah, so that I think to send okay. them in. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I get it. My roommate a few years ago, he, I was working and he had just moved back from Georgia. 
he was working, but we were just had different schedules. And he was like, we are going to find you a man. And I was like, okay, whatever, go for it. <laughs> and I would come home from work and he would be, he would like meet me at the door and be like, I have this one, this one, this one, go. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. And I just like wanted to turn around and walk back out the door. So to all the You're guys. To do your impression of that guy. You're like, it's definitely not a different person. <laughs> So to all the guys that, um, you know, talked to Taylor on a dating app four years ago, you were talking to um, my best guy friend. So that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I am what you know, I'm not good at creating accounts. I'm just not. I don't. You looked at my Instagram. We made a joke last time about how you showed me how to show, change my Instagram profile picture, uh, which is true, not a joke, but <laughs> I don't have anything in my bio. I just am not, I don't think like that. I don't know. I guess it's just a generational. I know I'm not that much older than you, but <laughs> no, I'm like, you're like only five years older than me. And you're like, it's, it's a generational thing, honey. <laughs> Let me tell you the ways of the past. <laughs> I just, well, I don't know. I didn't really even create account a Facebook. I had a MySpace when I was in high school. And then mm-hmm. I created a Facebook when I went to college. <laughs> but that stuff didn't wasn't around, really. We had, like, AOL chat. So mm-hmm. I just was not good at creating accounts. No, I understand that because I look at my cousins who are, like, ten, 9, 10 years younger than me. And I see the way they mm-hmm. are on Snapchat, their Snapchat numbers, and just everything they're yes. involved in. And I'm like, how? You're beyond me That's now. That's, like, their primary social connection and our that was not my how I connected Mm -hmm. socially with people at all so I just don't put a lot of stock in that so I'm really grateful that I got engaged and married before that dating apps really became a thing oh yeah I guess they were I don't know the timeline of when that started but I knew Josh in high school but we didn't date I dated his best friend that was how we met and then we didn't talk at all after we after I broke up with his best friend didn't talk to him anymore didn't talk to him through college and then he sent me a friend request in college on Facebook and the last I had heard he was still friends with my ex and so I thought I bet they're sitting together remembering me and Josh is like, well, if I send her a Facebook request, she'll accept me and we can see what she's up to. I had concocted this whole story in my head. This was not reality at all. When Josh tells this story, he says that he had a crush on me the whole time I was dating his best friend. (laughs) And that years later, he was like, I don't talk to that person anymore. Maybe I can reconnect with her. He had like innocent intentions, but I left him sitting in my friend request box for over a year really yes and you know how you can like just leave people in there but you don't really like respond yeah so he was one of those and then one day I had gotten some friend requests and it had pulled up like all the people I had left sitting there and I guess I was just in a froggy mood that day then what do I have to hide from him and so I just admitted everyone that was in purgatory and Mm -hmm. he was one of them and when we kept mess, like he would, he posted some things and I posted some things and like he would like it or, and I commented on something that he posted and that went back and forth for a little while. And then we both moved back home at the same time. And he had posted something on Facebook about being home 
And I was like, oh, I'm home too. (laughs) Yeah. And at first I thought, even if we don't date each other, maybe we can just be friends because there's not a lot of people in this small town that are our age that stay around. Mm -hmm. A lot of people move out. This is kind of like a retirement community that we live in. I thought, well, if nothing else, we can be friends with each other. And then within like two weeks of me sending that message, we were like boyfriend and girlfriend. That's crazy. See? Yeah. So we kind of met through social media, but not a dating app. Reconnected, I guess. The pressure of a dating app is what stresses me out. Yes. So it is different. If you're interested, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But really, yeah, yeah, this is how you contact me. I would love for some wonderful man to find this podcast and reach out to you. Yeah, that would be amazing. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna act like it's not me and like the guys that I've been interested in a while, and be like, you know, man, I found this podcast. You should listen to it. Listen to the second episode. (laughs) By the way, it's me. You're going to catch your own self. Yes. <laughs> this is the best setup possible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I think I just I do. I like playful banter. And sometimes I like the idea of just like flirting. And oh yeah, I've heard other married people say, like, if you flirt with your husband, he automatically thinks like, oh, it's going down tonight. <laughs> and sometimes I just want to flirt or sometimes I just want to like make out that yeah. doesn't necessarily lead to anything. I would like to be 14 again. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Give <laughs> me butterflies. I think you have to build that suspense up. I think that's what makes flirting and like making out that leads to nothing mm-hmm. is the suspense that you build. And yeah. sometimes I think we take for granted our partners just being at our disposal all the time. Yeah, that's true. And uh, we have to remind ourselves to still flirt with them. Um, so in other words, you also are a huge tease, Jenny. I am. <laughs> I'm a huge tease. Poor Josh. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my goodness. He does actually say that I'm a tease. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the first time I've been told that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is fun though. I think, of course, even though I'm single, I think that is extremely important. I grew up around... I'm gonna have to edit that breath out. I grew. <laughs> we realized after we watched or listened to our first one that it sounds like yeah. we're being a little waterboarded in it. So, like we've gone we're... deep sea diving and we're coming up for air. <laughs> we're like another part of my. So, if I. Uh... If you guys hear us breathing, we apologize. That's like the one thing people know. It's like they don't breathe. <laughs> That's so strange. <laughs> but um, oh my gosh. no, I grew up around couples that I love them and most of them are family, but they don't really, fl- I don't see them. Of course, they're people that don't live with me, but I don't see them flirt or I don't see them go on dates. I don't know. Like when I see you and Josh do that stuff, it warms my heart because I'm like, that is so important just to even like get away from the kids or whatever and just like go spend time with your spouse. You got to keep the romance alive. I feel like, yes, romance wanes and companionship gains, 
but there's something about just taking the time and I'm a quality time person. Like, like mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, like I love, I'm totally content with a meal at home and a movie and just sitting next to each other and talking to each other. Oh my gosh, we should totally do an episode on love languages. We but should. That is so important to understand. Mm-hmm. We should do we should do an episode where we go over our entire Enneagram. like person <laughs> yeah. Enneagram, the Myers Briggs. We'll do the yes. whole personality and go over what our num- our letters oh, yeah. and numbers and all the things are. I definitely think that would be fun. So we're going to talk a little bit about staying connected and just how wired for connection that we are and how intentional it really became to stay connected during COVID. It really pointed out just how much we need each other and how susceptible we are to loneliness and just all the ugly things that come along along with feeling like you're alone. I did some research. I know I never do research. So let me look (laughs) this up. So this one really surprised me. So some of the benefits of being connected, one of the number ones was that you have a higher self-esteem and you feel a deeper sense of empathy for others. So just being connected to someone shows you different perspectives and helps you to think outside of yourself. I think we when when you're alone, it's so easy to just only focus on your own thoughts and the things that just affect you. And that in itself is isolating and it's isolating to the people that do care about you and that you care about, honestly. It's draining. I I think that's the right word. It's draining when you think about yourself and focus on your own problems and you're not connected to others. I think we have the Mm -hmm. tendency to beat ourselves up too. So it's like when you're alone with yourself are you saying to yourself and part of that like self-talk and self-esteem if you're only hearing your own thoughts and your own perspective mm-hmm. it can be very easy to just beat yourself up just staying conscious during this time to connect to others uh, one of them was that you have better emotional regulation I know that was something I really struggled with I was also on a ton of infertility hormones but I was not doing a good job at regulating my emotions anyway. And I think a lot of it was just highly related to me being isolated. So obviously you give lower rates of anxiety and depression. So if that's something you struggle with anyway, our tendency is when we're struggling that we do want to withdraw and pull away, but it's actually one of the worst things that you can do when you're feeling that way because connection wires us for empathy. It can, it, it for self empathy and for that of others. And so one of the ways that you can pull yourself out of that, which I like to call it the pit. I've been in the pit a few times where it is, even if you wanted to connect with someone that they just wouldn't understand. And you kind of start to believe your own lies that you tell yourself. I personally, this, this last season of being home has really, at at times I felt very, very broken, but at other times I feel like I've pulled a lot of strength from that brokenness because for the first time I really challenged myself to not withdraw to the point 
of insanity. And so even though I had some irrational thoughts and some bad emotional control and did not handle things the way I needed to all the time, mm-hmm. I'd still try to, if I was upset with someone to talk to them about it and not just cut that person off. Whereas before I probably would have just said like, I'm not going to face this. So I, even though this has been a hard season in life and some of it was just the things that were going on, but then a global pandemic on top of those things of, you know, infertility. And that was really the biggest one was infertility. Um, And my husband's in grad school, so he has a lot of stress on his plate. So it just felt like we were being pulled in a lot of different directions and also being home alone. Yeah. I also think that the a really cool thing that COVID and shutdown exposed is that there was more intentional mm-hmm. actions oh, for sure. in connecting. There was so much talk on social media or commercials or any anywhere really. It was like we have to stay connected. So it was kind of a beautiful thing to see people kind of reach for each other. Yeah, unite and reach for each other. And um, it shows that we kind of all have those same thoughts and we can all beat ourselves up and just we need each other at the end of the day. And it's so important. Even if you're an introvert or an extrovert or a hermit, you there's still a need for connection. I was even thinking too, like shared experiences, like a concert, like we used to go to hockey games and concerts and just do things in public. And even that, I don't know, it's like a subculture of connection where you're kind of, Mm -hmm. you're not really directly interacting with strangers, but you're having a shared experience or you're, I don't know, at a bar listening to a live band, just things that definitely, I mean, that one that one night that we went to um, a local bar around here and we just all hung out, like that was such a fun mm-hmm. night, an exceptionally fun <laughs> night for me, if you remember. But it was such a good feeling to finally like come together and just go hang mm-hmm. out and listen to music and socialize with yes. people. And I didn't realize how much I do enjoy doing things like that until I couldn't do it anymore. I love people and I love connecting with people and having deep conversations, but there's a point of that where that drains me and I have to charge my batteries by being alone. But I mean, I've, And I feel like especially in marriage, you know, that first year of marriage where we were trying to like learn how to charge our batteries, but still exist in the same space was challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I definitely get both sides there. I've been itching to go do something, but then I also love being at home. I think as I get older, I become more introverted or just more like I love to be social, but I definitely am realizing that there's a time where that cuts off and I just need time to be by myself. Right. I think you're definitely better at it than I am, or at least you're better at accepting people. I feel like maybe, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of like a wolf pack person. Like it takes me a minute to let you in my pack, but once you're in there, Mm -hmm. you're in there for life. So what am I? 
I think you're more of I like, let you in, but I will kick your ass out. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, I, I think you are, you're good at just being, I don't know, friendly and accepting to strangers. And I'm always like more skeptical of people oh, in yeah. the beginning. That's honestly, though, probably why you need to hype me up in dating, because that's probably why I've gotten into so many of the situations I've gotten myself in. See, I'm, I need somebody who's skeptical. I'm too, like, <laughs> judgmental. Not judgmental. I, I, I am an INFJ, so, like, I trust... See, I'm ENFJ. Okay, so I'm an introvert, and I trust my judgments and my opinions, like, more than <laughs> law. And mm-hmm. and Josh will tell you, like, I'm a pretty decent judge of character. Like, most of the time, if I'm like, I don't know, they just don't give me a good feeling. Like, something about them seems off. Like, six months later, we'll, like, read about them in the paper <laughs> doing something crazy. <laughs> and he's like, wow, you really had a sense for that. So, I don't know. I, I, but once I love you, I love you hard. So guys, like we said last episode, we are going to be doing something consistent for every episode we do here on out. And it's a little segment we like to call what you got cooking, good looking. And so it's just where we ask each other that question (laughs) and we talk about something fun we have going on for the week. So Jenny, what you got cooking, good looking? Well, this week I am, which I haven't really come out about this on the interwebs yet so this is dropping here first um i am getting a tattoo it's gonna be a pig on roller skates mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i have loved roller skating since i was a child and my dad was is a fantastic roller skater and that whole side of the family we used to go every friday night and or Saturday or sometimes both and we would go skating and we would always go to Pizza Hut first and that was just like our little family tradition and so skating has always been something that all my cousins on that side of the family and my aunts and uncles like we just grew up doing that together and my nanny um, she used to my grandmother uh, southern people call their grandmother's nanny (laughs) Uh, I didn't have a nanny I'm not like a fancy lady (laughs) Um, She, um, she collected pigs and her like little ceramic pigs. And she, that was something that I just always remembered about her, that she loved pigs, anything pig related. And when she passed away when I was young and I never really got to get any souvenirs or anything from her life or her house. And so I've always, um, I've collected pigs now as as a grown woman. So I'm getting a pig in roller skates just to kind of represent that part of my life and my childhood and just happy memories that I have with my family. Which is such a super cool idea. And you came up with that idea yourself, which I think is awesome. And I'm so nervous about this one. Why? It's a more realist tattoo, which is like the hardest kind of tattoo to get. The person I'm getting is incredibly talented. So, and I've researched like people for over two years now. So it's not like I'm just like willy nilly. Like I've really done my homework, found a person that I trust and I love everything in their portfolio. I'm excited, but I'm also like realist tattoos like one mark one wrong shading and the (laughs) whole thing falls apart you know Mm -hmm. so I'm like a little more 
on the edge of my seat with this one, but I am really excited about it. Yeah, I think it's going to turn out awesome, and I can't wait to see it. Yes, we'll have to um, drop a picture once it's healed. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So you gonna ask me? Yeah, what you got going on? No, that's not what it is. <laughs> you ruined the whole segment. Dang it! No, what is it called? So what you got? Cooking. Good looking. Is that the wrong way? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the right way. I just, the focus you had while asking me. Oh, I would have said it wrong. My friend's like, don't say it. Don't say it. I, I know you're going to say it. My friend's like, she's going to sing it. <laughs> okay. I have, well, I don't have much going on. <laughs> this week <laughs> but I am <laughs> yes um no I have a I guess more business planning and I'm super hyped because there is this like I said in the last episode I recently started my photography business it's something that I'm really passionate about and I also um want to specifically do boudoir as well. And so there is a photographer in Kentucky that... You may want to say what boudoir is, because I didn't really know until you told me. So what boudoir is... Jenny, would you like to give your definition of what I like to do? Mm. She likes taking nudes. But in a highly professional and tasteful way. It's just intimate photos. You know, you can do them for a partner, but... I like to say for yourself because I mean, of course you can give them, I guess to whoever or post them, whatever you would like to do. But really, I just think it's an awesome experience that um, men and women really should do because in this day and age, sometimes we just don't love our bodies or see the beauty inside of us. And I like to capture that. And I also like to see or hear people's responses when they see the photos. So it's just something that I really am passionate about. Um, but there's a photographer in Kentucky. She does boudoir and she also teaches other photographers how to do so. And so I've been speaking with her this week, um, just about a little bit on how to get started and what to do. And so I'm just like feeling pumped. She's awesome anyways. Well, she, from what you've told me about her, she sounds pretty awesome because you were talking about how just she really does support other women and other professionals. And, you know, sometimes when we do things like this, we get so competitive that we want to be the only one doing it. And we want to be exclusive with our, our style or whatever, but she just seems like such a cool person to just want to cheer on anybody and support anybody to the best of her ability. Hey, like your success is my success. Like, let's go do this. And so that's, I'm just super excited to work with her. Um, and then also get things started on my end, but that's what I got going on. I've seen her pictures and I've let her take pictures of me and she does do a great job at making you feel very, very comfortable and letting you kind of drive the bus as far as not making you do anything that you're uncomfortable with. So you do a great job. You have a very natural eye as well. Got a good eye. You do. You really do. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll go with it. Yeah. We're going to keep that in there. Yes. You know, there is a group of people that likes the ASMR. And if you're into that, 
if this fails, if this hits the shit fan, we're, just we're switching over to just that. Just chew and swallow and tap our nails on things. Gosh. Oh, that is so cringy to me. Um, I mean, to each his own. If you like it, good for mm-hmm. you. But for me, it is like, I hate hearing someone chew. Like, it is, it crawls mm-hmm. all over me to the point that I don't even, like, if I know someone is a loud chewer, like, I can't sit next to them at a restaurant. I, like, have a mental category of people I cannot eat next to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because their chewing drives me crazy. <laughs> Does my chewing drive you crazy? No, you're, you and your child are good eaters. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, one time I dated a guy, and it irked him, too. And... <laughs> he would like sometimes just snap his head at me and I thought I was gonna like get kicked out of the car or the house or the store like wherever I was I didn't even realize so now I'm like super self-conscious about it I'm like hold your breath at all times (laughs) it actually rubbed off on me though because now sometimes Caden will not be paying attention and he'll be chewing or somebody else and I think after like I don't know after that relationship, it irks me more now. Mm-hmm. And I just used to not pay attention to it. So, f- yeah. fuck that guy for bringing <laughs> that into my mind. And now I pay attention to it. Right. right. Oh, yeah. I've had that for a long time, though. That one's so the fact that there's like a whole group of people that like actively search those types of sounds out and enjoy it. I'm like, why? What is the draw there? I wish someone could like explain it to me. Which I guess I'm a weirdo too because I like that pimple popper kind of stuff, and my husband would like rather die than watch that. So, yes, he's like, I'll be like watching it before I go to bed, and he'll like roll over and be like, oh, like what are you working at? And I'm like watching an active surgery on a boy. Oh, yeah. And yes. And he's like, you're disgusting. So um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to judge anyone or put anyone down. I'm a, I'm a freak too, but <laughs> you God. just don't understand that type of, that's, that's not your, that's, that's not, not your thing. thing. It's not my brand. <laughs> I have a very specific brand and noises are not a part of it. And I don't yeah, do just, even when I watch those pimple popper videos, I watch them with the sound off. Really? Yes. I, because I don't want to hear, you know, don't want to hear like a hear pop or whatever. Yeah, I just want to watch it. I don't want to hear it. I get that. So yeah, no sound. And I'm I'm right there with you. I uh, I love watching like Doctor Pimple Popper or whatever. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. New episodes will be available every Monday on all major platforms. If you have a recipe you want us to try or a topic you want us to talk about, slide in our DMs or email us at needinghumanity at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.